Thanks for tuning in to No Cap, the internet's cleanest podcast. I'm Jason Priestess. He is the legendary Tyvis Powell. How are you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. You know, I've got a very special guest coming in. And it, it got me fi- he's getting me fired up just thinking about it. So <laughs> I can't wait to holler at him later on and hear what he got to say. I am too. We have Darren Lee coming on the show later. Part of that... Uh, those great, great Buckeye teams you played on, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get into some trench stories and, and hear some uh, hear about what it was like to you know be a part of those uh, those squads that won so many games. Are you uh, Tybus? You a millionaire yet from GameStop? No, man, I I didn't get the tip. We have missed out. I know. We had a chance that we could have been living large, man. I we know. Missed it. We missed the boat. Oh, it's all right, man. You know, we just got to get our money the hard way. I guess, man. I need someone to text me next time. There's like a really easy way to make money going around. <laughs> man. Like, no one ever lets me know, you know. That right there got the whole world kind of messed up right now. They <laughs> like they is the people trying to get the money back with billions, billions of dollars is lost because it is it's it's a lot. Yeah, the, the the guys at home are fighting the the, the big institutional investors, and uh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm always a cheer for the little guy kind of guy, so I got their back on this one. Same, everybody. I feel like everybody deserves to at least see a lot of money, you know, especially right. especially if it come like that. Like, you know, yeah, everybody want to. Everybody deserves it. I just want to see what people do with it, you know. Yeah, these guys have been playing with the stock market for a hundred years, man. Games and all this nonsense, and the, the minute that the, the average man tries to get a little thing going, they 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 want to put the brakes on it. So uh, yeah, we'll see what develops today on on Friday if they open that up again, and, and if uh, I don't know, man, it's kind of crazy. So uh, I've read so many headlines in the last year and a half that I never thought I'd ever read in my life. <laughs> and like yeah, this is just an example more Reddit, you know, Wall Street bets on Reddit shuts down <laughs> stocks. It's like what world are we living in? But uh, yeah, buckle up, man. You can find No Cap on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. We all we are thankful for your support. We're having a lot of fun with this. Uh, keep those reviews coming in. The ratings hit us up with five stars on Apple, if you will. Greg Madison, defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, I should say, retiring at the end of this month. So I guess his last day is Sunday. I don't know how that works. If it's a Friday, if today's his last day in the office, or or what the deal is. But the thirty first is his last day. He's seventy one. Came to Ohio State for Michigan in 2019 when Ryan Day took over. He's got 49 years coaching the sport. That's a long time. 49 years. Man, that's a lot of dedication to the game, man. And, you know, that that lets you know that he's like a – he's a selfless guy because a lot of people – I mean, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't know that when you go into coaching like like Ohio State coaching, it takes a lot of time away from your family. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to spend time with your wife, your kids as much because you, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make Ohio State like a great program. And you're trying to do everything you can to be the best coach that you ever, that ever came to Ohio State. So, you know, you got to make a lot of sacrifices and to do it for 49 years. Wow. I know. Hats off to him. And and, and you're right, man. All, they spend all that time at the whack. I, I think fans have an idea, but they'd probably still be shocked at how much time coaches spend there. No, it's it's ridiculous. Like it was to points where it's like, man, you <laughs> you still here, man. Yeah, it's. But you know what? I guess you know that that's good to see. Like your coach that dedicated because he's, you know, he is really trying to do everything he can to make sure that you're well prepared to go out and be the best that you can be. You know, so like you can't you can't do nothing but respect the guy who's that dedicated to their job. 
Yeah, started in high school, was coached in the NFL, was coached in college, and you mentioned just the time at the WAC for people at Ohio State for the staff there, but you know, even before you get to Ohio State, you're still coming up in the world, and maybe you're coaching at Kent State or Akron, and you're having to move your kids and your family to different schools every two or three years. I mean, that's it's a tough life. I mean, the the rewards there, you can make some good money. Obviously, he was making over a million dollars at Ohio State a year, but uh, sheesh, was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, might, I might be missing the boat. I need to switch my profession. <laughs> Never too late to become a coach, man. You'd be a good one. Man, I might have to look into it, man. Yeah, Ryan Day had nothing but great things to say about Madison. Here's what he had to say. Uh, I also just want to thank Greg Madison um, for everything he's done. He's going to be retiring here after an unbelievable career uh, at the end of the month. He's um, a special guy. Uh, he and Ann, his wife, have been uh, so gracious to Nina and I in helping us uh, in our first two years as uh, head coach. And uh, his career is, uh, speaks for itself. Um, you know, what he's done and accomplished on the field, but more importantly, it's what he's done off the field the relationship and respect he has around the country as one of the best coaches uh, and the impact he's had on so many people. So I can't thank him enough uh, for what he's done. Um, I know he's going to really miss it, but he's going to have an opportunity to spend some time with his grandkids and his children after an unbelievable uh, career in coaching football. So we got a situation here uh, where, you know, Ohio State's going to be looking to hire someone, maybe not to fully replace Madison because I mean, a lot of people may not know this, but he was not at the uh, national championship game. He was not in the game. He was uh, he had something come up and was not able to make it to the game. And, you know, Kerry Combs called all the plays last year on defense for the most part. You got Al Washington, a really, really smart and capable coach at linebackers. Of course, you got the great Larry Johnson at defensive line coach. And those guys are both elite. So you have some flexibility. I mean, depending on what you want to do, you still got Matt Barnes as a safety coach. I mean, I don't know if, if Ryan Day is going to hire someone to kind of fill Madison's role as a co-defensive coordinator. I think Kerry might just get the job outright, and they hire a staffer in somewhere, maybe to coach cornerbacks or, or whatnot, so Kerry can focus on the bigger picture stuff. Are you are you cool with that, or do you, would you like to see him go after someone, you know, with Madison's pedigree that could be a co-defensive um, coordinator? You know, I think um, Coach Combs is one of those coaches who's you know very dedicated to the game as well, and. Like I say, I in previous episodes, I always said that Coach Combs, his trait about him is that he can pull greatness out of players. I guess so many players that I talked to that have said, you know, they wouldn't have been the player that they were if it wasn't for Coach Combs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a, a ton of us have a great deal of respect for him. And I feel like, you know, last year, you know, like I said, I give him, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because of the COVID thing. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what he does this year as him being the 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 sole defensive coordinator because you know when you're a co-defensive coordinator it's always great to have two minds you know to come up with plays and come up with schemes and stuff like that that always makes it better but it kind of you know kind of affects what you really want to ultimately do with your team because both guys have to agree on something you know and I feel like we need to I think Coach Combs has his resume where as good as his resume is, he deserves a chance to to see what he does as the 
as as just the coordinator, you know, that his focus would be on the whole defense instead of, you know, him having to focus on corners and all this other stuff. So I would like to see him just having to just hire a DB coach. But the, yeah. the, thing, the thing I will say I will miss is that, you know, he is an incredible defensive back coach. And, you know, he's made – he's produced so many – great corners out of Ohio State so it will be missed but I'm pretty sure that whoever they put there will be as good as him because you know at Ohio State we hired the best and we have the best so you know he'll always his his input will always be there but it'll be somebody else actually running the DBs and that part kind of scares me because I don't know who the guy would be at the moment (laughs) don't know who we're getting right right (laughs) yeah yeah, I guess we just have to, you know, trust Ryan Day, and and it's tricky right now too. You mentioned COVID, and with 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 Kerry trying to put his scheme in, and, and kind of having to use a lot of what Halfley had, but you know, even for a new coach, it's 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 much harder to ramp up in this COVID world. You know, especially if you're on Zoom a lot, maybe you're not able to go to the whack as much as you want to. So, it's a defense that definitely needs to get uh, get better. I finished uh, the the Bucks finished forty third in scoring, fifty ninth in total yards allowed, and one hundred twenty second in passing yards allowed, which I know has got to got to be tough for you to hear. It stings, but the good thing is they ain't got nowhere to go but up. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we'll have to see what uh, what shakes out there for sure. Um, you know, and Day has options, but uh, I think we're still kind of in a bit of a holding pattern, and 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 we'll get there when when they get there. Bucks are participating this week in the Senior Bowl. I know uh, defensive end Jonathan Cooper, linebacker Justin Hilliard, linebacker Baron Browning, and linebacker Tuff Borland are all down there participating. Running back Trey Sermon's down there just kind of taking it in, uh, not able to participate. But uh, you've spoken warmly in the past about the Senior Bowl. I know you had a good experience down there. What What is it like for a player? For a player, is. Okay, so the good news is, you know, when I went, I had uh, Josh was there, Nick Vanette was there, Braxton was there, and I think Didi was there, Adolphus Washington. So it was good that it, it makes things smoother when you got your teammates there, you know, because you just guys that you know. So it's not hard to – you don't have to worry about, like, making friends and stuff because you got your guys, Mm-hmm. So that was always good. But when you get there, it's kind of like the first time that you kind of on your own, like in college, you know, everything is kind of like uh, what a schedule, like it's like a schedule. You you just follow the schedule. You do everything you're supposed to do on the schedule. Well, here at the senior bowl, it's kind of like the first time you got to kind of figure things out by yourself. And, you know, that could be scary sometimes because you don't know, like you don't know what to expect or what to do at certain points. But for me, you know, it was just like, you know, it, it be when you first get there. Now, let me tell you, when you first get there, it's a bunch of NFL teams and coaches just sitting in the hallway. <laughs> it, it, it's overwhelming. You got to be they, intimidating, right? It is a little bit because they just come grab you like they it's like as soon as you open like if they see you like by yourself not talking they come grab you they make you do questionnaires they asking questions and stuff and ultimately you you actually asking or answering the same question 
like probably like 50 times that in one day. And it's kind of hilarious. It's like, man, can't y'all all just listen and <laughs> let me just say it one time? But yeah, they just, it's right. all these, it, just different teams. And you don't want to be rude to nobody because you never know. This could be like the team that potentially drafts you. So you got to be polite to everybody. You try to be mindful to make sure you speak to everybody there. So then you go from there and excuse me, you go to practice. So you get taped up, you go to practice. Now the practices, it's kind of like the most important part, you know, that's you practicing with an NFL coaching staff and, you know, they're teaching you things about, you know, maybe that you didn't know in college, but they're teaching it to you now. So you'd be better for the pros. So you got to like soak all that in. Practices wasn't physical because, you know, at, nobody's really trying to get hurt. So everybody's kind of like, ah, we, you know, we're going to do it. But we listen, me and you, we ain't going that hard because <laughs> we got the combine coming up and all that. We got to be prepared for that. We got to so, stick. To, we got to stick together. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, <laughs> everybody treating it kind of high. You know how all star games is like, you know, right. I, if I come tackle you, you just go down. Don't even don't fight it. We ain't going to do that. But when you get to like, I mean, like one on ones and stuff like that, obviously those are more competitive. But like when it comes to contact and stuff like that, it's not as serious. And yeah, it's just kind of like that for like three, four days, or I think it's three days. And then the game is on the last day. And what I learned there is the South Side is treated way better than the North Side because obviously it's in it's in Alabama in the South. And when they like when we come out for our little intros and stuff, you know, it was cool. But when the South team came out, man, it's like they had fireworks and all type of stuff going off. Like, okay, what? so yeah, so I know who they want to win down here. And then we had like a bunch of Alabama players over there, so they was getting all the love and stuff like that. But it, it's a great experience, but it, it's long. The days is very long. It's it's you're right, and it's it's probably more important this year than in years past because of COVID. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of teams didn't. I mean, a lot of people you can't like you don't have a con. I don't even think they have an account. Are they? I don't know if they have an account by this year or not. So like this could be one and only chance that they can physically see you. And this, you know, it's football. So like this is like the most that you should be judged on. It shouldn't be about your forty time or any of that. Like you are being judged off of playing football. Uh, combine is TBD pro days are kind of TBD. So, but yeah, it's, it's super important this year, especially, you know, with what's going on, you know, to get reps, especially, you know, with the guys that Ohio state has down there with Cooper and Borland and Hilliard and Browning and, and some of those players, uh, Cooper's earning rave reviews right now. Todd McShay said, quote, you watch him go one-on-one with these offensive tackles. He's a stud. Let me ask you, does that change your opinion about the number zero? Are you on number zero now? Listen, I told you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you keep bringing this up. I told you, I have no problem with the number zero. Zero is cool, just not in the secondary. That's that's all I said about that. And I'm going to continue to stand on that statement because after I said that, I watched the college game and one of the DBs had zero and he got roasted that game. So I said, that's exactly my point. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, rough week a bit for Tough Borland. There's some videos out there on 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 social media. He got uh, pancaked by Virginia Tech running back Khalil Herbert. Pancaked him on one blocking drill. Oklahoma running back Ramondre Stevenson blew right past him out of the backfield for a reception on another. Kind of invoking that uh, the last footage we saw of him chasing uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, Devontae chasing down Devontae Smith. 
from Alabama. A little bit of a rough week. I, I know that, you know, he's maybe not a guy in the NFL that you're going to have on some of the running backs out of the backfield, certainly not on some of the receivers. Do you see a role for him in the NFL based on what he is, kind of like a run-stuffing guy that can eat eat up blocks, fight through them? Yeah, you know, he'll definitely have a role, and they'll definitely work with him. But, you know, the thing about the NFL is they're going to find what your weakness is, and teams are going to put you in situations. <laughs> they're going to scheme it up to make you do the thing that you're not good at. If that makes sense, like New England, Attack you. yeah, yeah, New England's gonna find out what it is, who's the weak link, and they're gonna go at that. And unfortunately, that might be one of the problems that he may face. So he has to find a way to turn his weaknesses into strengths. So that that doesn't happen. If you want to be the best at this game, you gotta you gotta really focus on your weaknesses. And right now, apparently, him in coverage is the weakness right now. So you know. I don't know. Maybe they'll put some weight on him, make him just be a pass rusher. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, as of right now, he he got to he got to fix that. But the good news is, you know, he still got a day or two to try to put some good tape out there and get that off. Yep. Games tomorrow, Saturday at one thirty p.m. on the NFL Network. Again, uh, I think four or five Buckeyes out there. Uh, four Buckeyes playing in the game. One Trey Sermon is just down there, kind of for the experience. Uh, Dan Hope of 11 Warriors caught up with Sermon earlier in the week, said he dislocated his SC joint, which connects the collarbone to the sternum when he got hurt. And that sounds uh, that sounds pretty painful. I'm going to uh, hope that never happens to me in life. You ever do anything like that? SC joint? Not my SC, but I didn't I didn't sprain my AC joint a couple of times, but yeah, never the SC joint. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, 15 early enrollees have arrived in Columbus as part of the latest Ohio State recruiting class to show up most ever to come as an early enrollee. I think last year they had 14, so 15 is a new record this year. Were you early or did you show up on time, the regular time when you were? Yeah, uh, I was early. My first day at Ohio State was Urban's first day at Ohio State. Really? Yeah, it was. That That's how I was able to tell you about them 5A. <laughs> I know you told some story. I didn't know you guys had the same first day, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, we walked in the same time. Wow. That's fun. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not at first. Not, not at first. Not at first. Not at all. Yeah, this class has got seven of these enrollees, actually. In this group, there's seven players in this group ranked in the top five at their position in high school. Number one ride receiver, Emeka Ibuka. Number one running back, Travion Henderson. Number two all-purpose back, Evan Pryor. Number three pro-style quarterback, Kyle McCord. Number three strong side defensive end, Jack Sawyer. Number five inside linebacker, Reed Carco, and the number five punter in the class, the star of this group for sure, Jesse Mirko. So a lot of talent showing up, and some of these guys, you know, could see their way on the field really soon at Ohio State. Sawyer is the number three strong side defensive end, but he's the number four overall prospect in the class. Just shows you how many, how loaded that position is in this class. And then at Henderson and Pryor, you got two elite backs, you know, three more top 100 receivers. Along with Abuka, you have uh, Jaden Ballard from your neck of the woods, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. I didn't know this dude's six foot four. Really? Yeah, I like receivers. Oh, Marvin that are six Harrison four. wasn't that tall, was he? I want to say he was six two. So maybe the son got a couple more inches than the dad never got. And I mean, typically that's how it works, Jason. The son it, always outgrows the father. Usually, yeah. I'm a couple inches taller than my dad. I hope my son's a couple inches taller than me. And you're right; that is how it works. But yeah, six four wide receiver, man. That's that's enough to get me excited right there. I tell you what, it's a, 
coming in early is always the way to go. Cause you know, the second half of high school, you know, you kind of, you're just sitting there cruising through, you know, you might as well, you know, get your future ready and try to get on, get some playing time during spring ball, you know, get acclimated with the playbook. And then once training camp comes to push you that, that much ahead of your uh, peers. And, you know, you're kind of in the conversation of should you be playing or not by that time. So me doing it, it was always, it was a, a no brainer for me. Plus with Ohio state losing, you know, the weapons, as they're losing, you know, there's a lot of these guys can fill in and, and fill some voids that are some questions that we may have, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm sure Sawyer is going to probably be in there at day one. And, you right. Know, Henderson, you know, he's definitely going to probably split time with uh, Master Teague. He might be that that back that y'all, you know, that everybody criticized Master Teague about. He might be that guy <laughs> that got a little wiggle to him. A little, little shake to him, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, these, so, these wide receivers are going to have a tough time getting action just because of who who all's in front of them still. You know, of course, the lobby coming back and all the guys in the room. But, but you, you know what? Don't th- That's the thing, though. You should never take that mindset in there like – if if I'm one of these receivers, I'm not going to go in there and think, you know, I'm going to just wait my turn. Now, nowadays, you just got to, you know, you got to bogard your way up into the front, you know, become be so good that they be like, man, we got to play this guy, too. You know, get your name out there so you get your feet wet in the season. You know, you might not be Olave or you might not be Wilson, but they run three and four receivers sometimes, you know. Yeah, plenty, man. Them. Yeah, you definitely get you some reps. You know, don't don't take that mindset that I got to sit back and wait my turn. Don't, don't do that. Go in right. there and try to become that guy of day one. Right. And you look at a guy like Reed Carco, linebacker. I mean, Buckeyes just lost four linebackers, right? I mean, Hilliard. Browning, Tough, and Pete Werner are all gone. So there's going to be a lot of playing time in that position. It sounds like, you know, from you that there's no doubt in your mind if you had a chance to do it again, though, you would definitely enroll early and you, you encourage anyone else to do it as well. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, especially if you see yourself playing football and like for the rest of your life, I mean, you might as well get to it as fast as you can. You know, you got to, the football shelf life is very small. You know, the window is very small. <laughs> so you might as well. Try to make it. Try to make it happen while you can, while your body is healthy and strong. You know, get get that weight room on you. You know, get that freshman fifteen on you. That that definitely, and which is a, a real thing. <laughs> did, did it hit you? Oh my gosh! It happened so fast, Jason. I couldn't even. I, I couldn't believe it. I was probably like a buck eighty coming out of high school, if that. Like I, I might have been one seventy seven or something like that. I was 205 so fast, it didn't make any sense. Like, wow, I didn't even recognize myself. Then I come back home and everybody, <laughs> that's when everybody look at you like, oh, man, <laughs> what they got you doing down there? Everybody was like, your neck is just huge down. I'm just like, yeah, you know, just lifted good. Coach Mick crazy, but it's working. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like it was good weight because, like, the average freshman that doesn't play – High level sports in college is putting on bad weight, beer weight, and oh uh, yeah, right. yeah. So, no, I no. This was this was the all muscle. Yeah, yeah. I love those uh, before and after pictures that Ohio State puts out. You just look at some of the guys. You're like, wow, man. I mean, you can tell that, uh, like you said, Coach Mick earns his keep, man. He he puts the guys through the ringer and they get stronger and definitely does what uh, he's after for him. 
I think we have the uh, the great Darren Lee about to join us here on the show. He's calling in. We're excited oh, to have him. Oh, man. <laughs> listen. Is this going to be good? It, listen, it's going to be epic, okay? <laughs> Darren Lee is definitely going to have some energy, man. I love the guy, man. We're going to definitely get into some stuff. I, I, got a, I got a question that I need to ask him. I might have maybe two questions I really need to ask him, and it would be good to hear his answer on it. We have the great Darren Lee joining us. Darren, how are you doing? I'm Gucci, man. Life's great. But Got that? I, I don't want to reciprocate what Future said, man. <laughs> like, he said life is good. Everything got bad for the public, man. <laughs> like, we had Corona. We, out, we thugging it out right now. But all is well, man. All is healthy. Yeah, been a tough year. First up are the Buffalo Wings, all that in Buffalo. Hey man, they got, there's a lot of wing spots around here that be hitting. <laughs> I can't <laughs> lie. I'm feeling jealous. I feel like I'm missing out on so. <laughs> hey, time is hey, get hip. This is better mm. than the run fish, damn it. <laughs> 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 hey, so I, I will say, oh, the wings here in Buffalo, yeah, they be hitting. There, there is no lie right there. What would happen if you walked in and ordered boneless wings to start a fight? Boneless. <laughs> Tell them. I, I told. I had. I told. Boneless. Jason if that, I want that. chicken nuggets, I'll go to McDonald's. Thank you. <laughs> Tell them like, again, D. Lee. Tell, this man is a prophet right now. Thank you. Chicken nuggets. Like what? What is wrong with you? That's what I said. We went to. Man, we well, at, hey, we was at we BW3 D. Lee, and this man talking about some. Let me get some boneless wings. I'm boneless. Like, I'm like, why is that in your vocabulary? <laughs> it defeats the whole purpose. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that somebody second that for me. Hey, we was teammates for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of teammates, uh, like most most former Ohio State players, I'm sure you uh, you tune in, and follow the team when you can. What were your thoughts during and after the Clemson game? The Clemson game or the Bama game? Well, we'll get to Bama in a second. Let's start with Clemson. <laughs> start Clemson. The Clemson game? Yeah, let's see. I was, I, I, if I'm being brutally honest, I was very proud of them boys. You know? You know, they, they showed an energy that, you know, reciprocated a lot with me and Tyvis was putting out there on the field. You know? And it was a, it was a comforting feeling to see that, you know? And, then, you know, for them to get over that hump, you know, or whatever, if if that was like a mental Somebody, block for them, it, I don't know why. It was something because we mm-hmm. – Man, Tyvis, we were afraid of no goddamn body, we, we lost, But we <laughs> lost it. We lost to Clemson. I, Darren Lee did not play, so oh therefore Darren God. Lee did not <laughs> well, you, you got a point. Hey, you got something there. Darren Lee did not play Clemson, and Darren Lee did not lose to Clemson. I so lost I'm Clemson, not so fearful. I can't, I can't and really if we would have played him, we probably would have tapped that ass. I agree. Okay. I we agree. That, that wasn't the question. I personally, personally, as being a Buckeye, you know, I'm very, very proud of those boys, you know. Um, that was a good stepping stone. You know, losing to Bama, uh, whatever. You know, that's a, just another thing, another little hump for them to accomplish. And I feel, and I, I personally feel that they will. You know, I, I think they'll get over that hump because you right. know what, we got over that hump, so like, they ain't got no choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what were you thinking when you're watching the Alabama offense? I know as a defender, it had to probably lead to some broken hearts. There, watching right? the Alabama offense? Yeah, against the Buckeyes in the national championship game. Buckeye Nation. Hmm. I love you. 
<laughs> but ever since my ass walked across that stage, teams start attacking the field. And I'm not saying that's a coincidence, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn, teams attack the field now. I Tyvis, the teams attack the field we played. Not really. Nope. Not really. <laughs> they did not. But you know, us. you know, we were in to our, to give credit now. We were in a different scheme. Like we was running quarters. They were running cover. Them niggas still running the four three. <laughs> I'm my French, but they running the four three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. You want to sit there and say we was running a different scheme? Oh, who was the coach we ran that scheme, Tyvis? Dog Harry Combs. He was the like, DB. He was the DB coach, though. Like, I don't was... give a shit, man. <laughs> he, was still, he knows the scheme, dog. <laughs> 40, 40, 44 and a half yards of the field I that, covered. That, and that I... I That's not fair. Down. That's not really fair, D Lee, because it was a different <laughs> scheme. They running, they run. What was they running? Tigers. We was running Tigers. That's not Tigers. That's not fair. How many calls did we have, Tigers? Really one. No, really like two. three. No, I'm about to say we about over two or three. four and cover three. That's no, we, it. No, we ran Mohawk hot too. That was that was a special we ran Mohawk to keep them happy because Raekwon and Josh is bitching. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear that. They wanted they wanted to run their uh, they, they want, want their the blitzes. They want their sacks. D Lee counting up. <laughs> no, no. Tigers. We ran one call. No, we really did, though. <laughs> and nobody could beat us. <laughs> but see, <sighs> nobody see could beat us at it. But we see, ran now, one call and nobody could beat us. Now, we changed it up for Alabama, though. We we had a different game plan. We no, gave, we did not. We, yes, we did. We game planned tomorrow. I, just, we I, did. I we love did. you. No, we did not change yes, up shit. We, we were, did. Listen, oh, my God. We were, listen, no, listen to me. Listen to me. Hear me out. Hear me out. We didn't change up shit. We just became. We were like, okay, let's apply our instinctual shit. That's we did all do that. We did. Okay, we, we did. just applied instinctual stuff. That's all we did. I ain't gonna say the game plan switched like crazy, but like it was. Nah, nah, nah. We, nah, we, we paid that. more attention to him for sure. Where he was lined up made a difference. Why? Why are they attacking the field now more than when you played? Because hmm. these dudes can't cover the field. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot of field out there. Like it is. Like that's the difference. Well, between... I, I, I did it. I did it well enough that we won a ring. So she'll sue my ass, bro. Like, damn. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. Like yeah. it's been Tyvis. It's been six years. Seven. Seven years. Yeah, it's been. A while. It's been seven years. Why do I think that? They can't cover it. I don't know. That's not my. That's not my. That is not my opinion. That's not my perspective. We got a different D coordinator. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, so and so ain't doing this because of that." I ain't gonna sit here and do that. But I think I know. I'm noticing it's, a trend. <laughs> it's something. It's something that they definitely will. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll pay attention. Jason. Yep. Jason. Okay. So to answer your question. For if you want to ask, like, oh, about Alabama's offense, eh, Alabama ain't calling them calls if my ass out there. I know that for a fact. <laughs> well, Get, getting back to wrong. Alabama, you uh, you said that Lane Kiffin came out of the field and told everyone to play right before Von Bell's fourth quarter interception in the 2015 Sugar Bowl. 
What yes, you... I told I told VB the play that was coming. Yes. What were you thinking when you were hearing this? Uh, what an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm like I, I was like, bro, I can hear you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, literally, shortly out, eight seconds after, I was like, VB pylon, he, he going right there. Like, you know how Vaughn? If you know who Vaughn is, Vaughn's like, oh, okay, bet. I was like, oh, God, I hope he's listening to me. <laughs> I hope he's listening to me. And then he got the pick. So I was like, okay, he listened. Good, good job. Yeah, heck of a play. Did you talk much with Kiffin at all during that game? Or I'm not telling you what I told that man. <laughs> <laughs> we, we still going to try every time we talk to you. I'm not going to tell you what I told that man. I it stays between me and Lane and Luke. I know what you said. I ain't never going to tell the Never going to tell the world. <laughs> Be quiet. I respect you, D. Lee. I respect it. I t- hey, be quiet. I told you what it was. I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> Thank you. He, yeah, he's never said it to me, so your you're secret's safe. What surprised you when you got to Ohio State in terms of, like, what was the biggest change with major college football or anything jump out just – completely surprise you you weren't expected for you weren't expecting i mean man shit was tough dude like urban was trying to fucking shit me to akron dog (laughs) (laughs) is that real yeah that's real that's real shit (laughs) and that's what made like when we held up the sugar bowl trophy that's what made it sweeter for me because i'm like you still think i should go to akron and he was like, "Hell no!" <laughs> like he's but like, "You're really, that wasn't dude." Wasn't you? Wasn't you a quarterback in high school? I I had an offer from Boston College to play quarterback. You think? Do you ever think you should have done it? <sighs> do you think? You my, do, do you think? I you have my days. Set? I have <laughs> my days. <laughs> you think you would have been as successful as you were at Ohio State? Yep. Right. I was that nice, dog. <laughs> I gotta I go back old. and look at you. Look, I gotta go look at the clips, man. <laughs> you see me when I get a pick. What's it doing? It's going to the crib. Like, you know me. I, I score go points, dog. Everybody swear they was nice or often. That's the funniest but, but thing. But I, I actually have a resume of proving that. Like, these other motherfuckers don't have shit. Josh said he was, Josh said he could have been a, a beastie running back. And how well. many touchdowns did Josh score? I mean, I don't even think Josh has any How interceptions. Many touchdowns has Joshua scored? Yeah, one interception, no touchdowns. Yeah, zero. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh okay. I rest my case. <laughs> I rest my motherfucking case, dog. Darren Lee, Darren Lee scores points, not field goals. Touchdowns, baby. That's all that is in my mo. I score touchdowns. That's why Urban Meyer love me. I'm a lost long child because of that. <laughs> Looking back at your Ohio State career, a lot of amazing moments. We were just talking about that Sugar Bowl, and that had to have been super Yeah, special. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> what else stands out besides that game? I'll, I'll, all right, all right, Tyvis. Remember when Joey got detained? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? When, when he threw <laughs> the goddamn trash can down, and the cops put him in the back of the goddamn car. <laughs> and, you know, me and Joey were lift partners on Thursdays. And John Bosa came in through that door, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> woo! Woo! 
Hey, man, he put the fear of God in my heart. <laughs> he pointed at Joey. He was like, come here. And he was like, he looked at me. He was like, where were you? I was like, hey, he called. I showed up. Like, I did my part. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, what did you do, though? I was like, I did nothing. He's like, I'll be back. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This man going to kill me. <laughs> so that was your favorite moment? Yeah. All, <laughs> yeah. That was it. No, nah, I mean, if you really want to be be real, I mean, shit. My favorite moment at Ohio State was when I came back to Ohio State. And I saw my name up there on that damn board in that weight room on first round draft picks. I know that's right. Amen. That was that. that was everything to me because I was the lowest rated recruit of my class. Right. You know, Fick had a four star and a five star, and neither of them panned out. You know, they still my homies, but they didn't pan out. And you know, crazily, my ass is delivering the fucking national championship. And I can say the same shit with Tyvis. Tyvis's story is even more unique than mine. Mine is but <laughs> I sit here and tell you the coolest moment was just like seeing that coming back and seeing that i ain't step on the o though i love you coach mick but yeah, i ain't step on the o can't do that but seeing seeing my name right there man it made everything that i went through so much worth it that was the best moment at ohio state that's cool i like that, that cool. i'm still pissed tyvis won mvp of the natty though that wow. nigga did not win that <laughs> like, i love you tyvis oh, you, you know wow. goddamn well that should have been with me dog you could have had it dude. You know why? I'm you not know. letting that go. And that D-Lee. was seven years ago. I'm not letting that go. D-Lee, do you know our stats was identical that game? Do you know? I don't give a fuck. You know I why they give a gave, fuck? Do you know why they gave it to me over you? They should have gave it to me because I won the Sugar Bowl one. The fuck wrong with them? <laughs> no, they gave it to me over you because uh the goal line plus you had a no, you had a PBU. I think you had a PBU over me. I had the goal line stop. That was like the huge big Tigers. play. I made three plays in a row, dog. Oh, my like, God. Stop it. I whooped the tight end's ass, almost picked the ball off, and up oh, three and out. Dealey, I don't even Dealey, I don't even claim that. So if, if that makes oh, you feel you know what? Yeah, you, you can do. You're you a fucking dude, liar. You I do, do. Don't J- you dare, Jason, bro. I'm gonna fight Jason, your ass. I did I'm a whole so mad at you. you did. You're Jason, like, Dealey, I got one more tackle to you. That did not say I got on you here, got Jason. It, did I tell so the world that I don't really I don't even like to even talk about that because I don't you feel did. like I did. Okay. I did yeah, a did. whole skit of why I said I did I don't think I all right, it's cool. Like I said, I don't. You can have it. I don't really care. <laughs> Time has been, no, no, been super yeah. humble. No, because you know what? We had the gold flakes flowing that night, and we was champions. So I ain't tripping. You know that. Elite. Like, I shouted. I shouted you out on stage, didn't I? Hey, I, hey, rest in peace to him too. By yeah, the way, but man, that was sad. That was sad. But like, nah, man. Like you know, like if we being real, I wasn't tripping because you know I do remember that play. You know, you you did you stuffed that nigga, bro. <laughs> like I'm gonna keep it. A I, had, I had to throw it you in there, bro. Stuffed that dude. I had to throw I it was, in. There. I saw it from the other side of the field, and I was like, "Ooh!" I had to throw it in there, D-Lee. It was, I a, was it like, was, "Okay." It was the okay. moment of truth, D-Lee. <laughs> it, was the of truth. it was like it was a collective effort, but like for real, for real, bro. Well, I saw you and your 
your pursuit, like you you smacked that dude, boy. I had to throw All it right. in there, man. It and was, really, was on the line. that was that was the tide of the game. Like we turned the ball over. People don't know we turned the ball over four times that game and won by almost thirty. Yep. Did we? <laughs> Do you have any idea how hard that is? Yeah. But even the crazier part, you have any idea how hard it is to win a national championship with your third string quarterback? <laughs> yeah, that, that is yeah. overlooked. Yeah, yeah. Our third string quarterback. There is not one point in history that any team could do that. Yeah, it's a cool story. You'll you'll have that forever. What's this about the run fits? Oh. Let, let me, hold on, let me, let's talk about that. <laughs> hold on, let, let me let me let me uh throw it out there. So this is what happened. <laughs> this is what happened. I, I I think I said it on maybe Josh's podcast before, but we was playing Michigan State, and this was the year. This is the year we won the Natty. So we went to Michigan. Nothing State. to do with this. No, it's this 2014 Michigan State game, and. They was running. I don't know what the no, play was. Telling the truth, I don't we know were what the serious. Play. We were mad. <laughs> listen, we were listen mad. I don't know what the play was, but they ran the play. Okay, so the first time, you know, counter counter week. <laughs> the first time they run it, Jason, I come up. I hit. I, you know, I make the tackle. He like like seven yard gain. I'm like, seven right, yard gain. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> like, you know, I get it now. So look, they run it again. I swear it was like the very next play. They ran it again. Seven yards again. I make the tackle again. They ran it again. Jason. I'm like, man. so the third time Jason, I snatched, they ran this play four times on a drive, bro. I snatched the mouthpiece out and I started cussing Ray Quan all the linebackers out, but really Ray Quan, like, bro. What's going he wasn't on? Cussing me out because I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm like, what is going? Like, I don't mind making a couple tackles, but I'm not about to keep making this tackle on this dude. Like, what's going on with the red fit? And Josh and, and Ray Quiet just gave me the look, like, like they didn't know, like, like I'm wrong. For it was the me. hey, shut the fuck up. And me, I'm over here, like, you're like, what's going on with the run fist? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, in that's the middle the of a heated ass game, bro. We are losing at this point, and we are like, time is to make three tackles in a row. Yo, what the hell going on with the run? Yeah, we got into a big little uh debate on that field at that moment. I was just that like, was I can't, so like, I was and disgusted. Joey, with Joey was looking around, like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and Tyvis, knowing we know about you, like, for you to get upset, I bet people took notice, right? He wasn't Man. upset. I was no, I wasn't, I wasn't upset. upset. It's just like, bro, like get your it's head like, it's in like the game. That innuendo, like, it's that innuendo, like haphazard, like, hey, hey, what's going on? We straight? Like, God. I'm like, are we straight? That's all. That's all it is. It's. It was kind of like how it was with me and VB, you know. But I mean, if you're being honest, man, we rarely had problems. So it's like, I don't know what to tell you. But when we saw that. Wow. We was like, hey, we straight, bro. Like, do I need to just <laughs> cheat in on the box a little bit more? I'm like, I'm going to counter you religiously, and I am not seeing the same energy that I have reciprocated. So, <laughs> I need some, like, I'm with Titus. I'm like, what's going on with the rough kids? Man. <laughs> but it wow. was like, it was a funny moment. We had a lot of funny moments, 
in serious situations. And I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> hey, it really is. I think that's the old uh, how tight we really were. You that's know? great. Like, yeah. like we, you know, we had a lot of like me, like I'll put an example, me and Joey. We, I mean, we was a time we were losing, and me and him were reciting SpongeBob quotes. <laughs> like yeah. we sitting here talking about SpongeBob when we're losing a football game. We obviously won. That's but, exactly how it was, though. <laughs> like, you know we, what I'm saying? We, it's time is, you, you know, we really like, we would take a, a serious, serious moment serious and blow situ- it. <laughs> we had a lot of joke. serious situations, but we were always cracking jokes and we were loose. Yeah, you know, like we, yeah. we, we weren't, we weren't really afraid of the predicament, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. We were never afraid. Like we were ready for the challenge. I think the 2013 year, um, had pissed everybody off so much that it really didn't matter what came our way in 2014 going to win that natty. So it, it's, you know, catch 22. We had, there were a lot of moments that teams or that fans would be like, oh, wait, tighten up. But us, man, we cracking jokes because we know we're going to win. For sure. And I think that's, I listen, I think that, I think that notion, that feeling has been what this, you know, what this, you know, what this university has been missing for seven years. And I mean that politely because, you know, if teams had it like us, we would have more natties. But you know who has more natties? Nick Saban. So I'm noticing a goddamn trend here. Mm hmm. Yeah, speaking of some of those funny moments, let's get into some superlatives to, to end things here. Want to ask all former players a couple of these and, and, and hear where they have to hear what they have to say about them. But we'll start with the funniest Ohio State player that you played with. Who was the funniest guy on the team? Not including yourself. <laughs> I was about to say me. <laughs> but, uh, damn, Tyvis, who was? Who was pretty funny? Uh Bogey. Bogart was definitely funny. He, like, he Bogey, definitely was, was up there, bro. Bogey was hilarious. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of all on the offense. D Smith, uh, Devin Smith is a funny dude. Yeah, Devin, he, he, Devin was hilarious. <laughs> he was he was like really quiet though. So no, if you sit next to him, yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if that's how you were in the in the in the team room, then okay, I can't speak for it. Because like, if you want to be like who was next to you, Eli. Eli was hilarious, bro. Yeah. Curtis Eli Brent, did some Curtis a lot Brent of goofy was hilarious. Shit. He did a lot of goofy shit, bro. Yeah, Curtis was hilarious. Oh Mike, man. Mike Curtis Bennett Grant. is hilarious, but you gotta catch the humor. It's like a Mike yeah. Bennett? Yeah, he'll say something, but you gotta catch it. No, nah, he was the problem with the goddamn <laughs> I wanted him to fit the goddamn B gap, but he's sitting there on the Wait a minute. Head. Wait a minute. What counter are you, you Michael? Are you, are Get you telling me over? Are you telling me right now that that was the problem this whole time for the past seven years? I've been trying to get that answer. That's the answer. I ain't gonna dog the D line because you know Joey's gonna <laughs> kick my ass. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that game for real. You know Joey's gonna kick my ass if I say something about the D line, bro. Yeah. You know you couldn't say shit, Joey. It was just like <laughs> shut the fuck up. Let me handle it. <laughs> Who was the best trash talker on that team? Ooh. Mm, Yeah, I'm about to say me. (laughs) Me. (laughs) 
More like, than Mike? I, I was saying shit that make you want to shoot somebody, dog. Like, See, that's I the, was very, very that's ignorant. The thing. I, I was ignorant after I was kicking your ass. The thing about Mike is Mike really never says stuff to people during the game. It was always after he did what he did. That's when it would turn into the thing. Mike never really... Yeah, I, I, I asked like, I was like, I what did you Mike Bennett for real? No, he's talking about Mike Thomas, I think. You're right. Oh, Mike? Yeah. What was your response? Mike, you from Beverly Hills, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Mike never really said nothing like at the time. Like it would be after Mike that. ain't no killer. He ain't from the hood. So I I would definitely say to answer your question is D Lee. I wouldn't say the best. I wasn't talking shit like that. It's just when I said something to you, it was going to hurt your feelings. That's pretty. That's why you, that would make you the best. <laughs> and it was all Thick's <laughs> fault. It was all Thick's fault. Thick would be pissing me the fuck off, bro. Oh, man. Thick made me so mad. Ask Tigers. I broke, I broke, um, I broke Joey Burrow's fucking collarbone because Fick was fucking with me that day. <laughs> what? Well, see, Tyus remembers. Fick did a he listen now. Fick did that a couple of times where he would cuss out the the defense For no reason over bro. not hitting the scout team players. So like, bro, I clocked Joey. And and it, was like, it was like it was a it was a couple of times that that we took it too far as a defense, and it was it's actually sad, but it was it's hilarious now to think about it. But <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. That's it was, probably why he ain't win the starting job because I fucked that nigga up. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> who was the uh, who's the funniest coach? Ooh, probably I mean, Carrie. Yeah, Coach Combs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up. Now that we know what happened. Shit, this is probably Zach Smith. Don't do that, D Lee. It's probably them. Them niggas was hitting up strip clubs. I was like, what? <laughs> when the when the Carfax came out, woo. They Goddamn sting operation. So at the time, you had no idea that things were like that for those guys? No, nah, we did no. not know that, bro. No, but we did find it creepy that Urban was like, this, this this beautiful wife and this family? I'm like, bro, why do you keep talking about people's wives, bro? Like, like, bro, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's creepy. What's your favorite alternate uniform you wore? Any of them stand out? Black. You like the black over the all white? I love the all white. Nigga, too. we kicked the shit out of them niggas when we wore them hoes. <laughs> Did we? Oh, you talking about the, the white? All or white? The... Yeah, we played Kent we... State, sixty three to twenty eight. I mean, for real, you want to put a gun to my head? Look, man, we had black numbers when we won that natty, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> those were the favorite unis. Yeah, you know what it was like, bro, having James Laurinaitis and Malcolm Jenkins come up to me and say, "Congrats." And say, good job. You did that shit after I watched them dudes lose back to back years growing up. You know, I looked up to those dudes. It was humbling. I was glad I was able to be with my homies and get that job done. And so that they could experience it too. They was there. They was celebrating. What about uh, favorite tradition at OSU? That's the last one. Fight the team across the field. <laughs> Ohio's here. We say it at Vic. Sang it after every win. Man, that dude ingrained that in the damn LB's head, bro. It was so annoying. 
But I love him for it. We we sang it after every game. We won. Yeah, because we Tigers. We only lost two games and two games not by our play. But wait, you you lost two. I lost four. (laughs) I lost four. You lost what? I lost four. Oh, I can't relate. I lost. (laughs) I lost. Listen, I lost Michigan State in the Big Ten championship, the Clemson game, and the Orange Bowl. Damn, you lost in championship games, bro. Can't relate. Virginia Tech and Michigan State again. That Michigan State game was not our fault. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. It took Raekwon pinching me. (laughs) Meyer was like that. He Meyer was like defense. What was up? That looked I was like the defense, the defense? <laughs> bro. If Raekwon did not pinch me, I would have stole on Urban that night, bro. I would have hit that dude. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? That's what everybody felt, though. <laughs> Call some better plays, you fucking asshole. Don't give 15 the ball only seven times. But hey. That's why we play defense, shit, right? We play defense. He said the defense. Tyvis says my witness. <laughs> he definitely said that. <laughs> he he definitely. called out the defense after the game for that Bro, what? And everybody, we all looked over like, what? <laughs> he was like, are you serious? I'm like wow. 17 points? Don't do that. Urban, you couldn't even score three touchdowns in your own fucking house? Bro, get the fuck out my face, bro. Like, no. That's like, I'm sorry. I don't pin shit on anybody. Ask Tyvis. I pin nothing on anybody. If anything, I'll pin it on me. But that game was on the coaches, bro. (laughs) Like, that was on the coaches. So let me ask you this. What? Are you, you, to this day, I I got a question. I need to know your your answer to this question. This this, this is a good one. How in the world did we lose to Virginia Tech? Oh, our first home game? Yeah, how did we how did we lose to Virginia? Oh, man, we was preparing for the goddamn option so long. <laughs> we was preparing right. for the options since May, dog. Yeah, you right. <laughs> no, you absolutely right. So we was like, it was so when Chris Ash was like, hey, over four. I was like, what? <laughs> what play is that? Yeah, that Navy, that Navy game did mess us up for sure. But I ain't worried about that, bro, because we kicked the shit out of them after we won that. <laughs> Oh yeah, we definitely got beat some the fuck out of those boys. We got some revenge in they spot too, so it was definitely well worth it. Like we we beat them boys down, dog. <laughs> we we was like, oh, we ain't forget about you, motherfuckers. Don't get it confused. <laughs> Even though we should have never lost to them to begin with, but that's neither here nor there. Coach. All right, D. Lee, thank you so much for coming in and blessing our podcast, man. Man, really thank you all for you. having me, man. <laughs> well, that was certainly entertaining. Oh, yeah. I told you it was going to be good. I told Dude. you that it, it had me on the edge of my seat. The boy is good, ain't it? <laughs> we was awesome. We have, uh, we've had a, a PG show, man. Our run's over, I think. <laughs> it's, it's no longer a PG you know show. Well worth it, man. Well worth it. Yeah, that was great, man. Uh, we'll have to get Darren on here again really soon. Uh, speaking of funny stories, uh, we talked last week about the Tate Martell saga. Yes, went, we did. Went through that whole thing. It looked like he was going to try to come back to the Miami football team. And nope, he is transferring. Went back into the portal. He's in the transfer portal for the second time right now Jeez. in his career. 
And, uh, you know, who knows where he's heading, but he released a, I've, I've never seen this before. It was like kind of like a workout hype video slash interview video where he announced he was into the portal again. See, this is getting ridiculous, man. <laughs> I wanted to hear your take <laughs> on it, man. It, it, it's ridiculous, man. Like, why we got to go to social media and make a video now? Like, it, this just, just trend. Like, really, like, Tate, I love you. Like, you, like, you ain't got to do it. You don't have to announce it to the world, like, every time. Like, it's like you can move in silence, you know, like, it's nothing. Like, like it's just, ne- it could be negative attention. That's what I think. Like, too many people, like, I don't know at this point, my issue with it at this point is, are you doing it because you really want to be great at football? Or are you doing it to be famous? Like the lights, the, yeah. Yeah, just like yeah. the lights and the the, yeah. the the fame of it. Like, it's ridiculous, man. Like, just, just play football, man. Like, right. trans, find the school that you want to go to. Go there. Don't say nothing. Be humble because there's not a lot to really talk about right now. No. What are you going to say, right? Yeah, just be humble. Go there. Work. And, and, and then let your play be do all the talking for you. Like, you, you've like try it a different way. Like one, you've already tried to hype it up on social media and clearly it didn't work and everybody keep throwing it in your face. So like try the opposite way. <laughs> mix, do the humble mix it up, approach. right? Yeah, do the humble <laughs> approach. You just don't say nothing. You go to your school, you kill it, go to the NFL and, and become successful there. And then, then look back after you're done and then you can say what you want to say. Like, but yeah, it's it's getting out of hand. Like this social media and making videos for everything, it's, it's getting ridiculous. You nailed it, man. And you know he's he's an image guy. When he announced he was going to Miami, he had this. I mean, it looked like a professional graphic done by you know not one of those edits dude on the Twitter makes for you, but like a real one. And then when he was in high school, he was in that documentary QB One. I don't know if you saw that at all. He was now, in there. I glanced at it. I glanced at it. So he's you know he's driving a BMW in high school. He's always been about image, dating models. You know, I, I'm always. It always made me uncomfortable when he would post on Instagram when he was a Buckeye because, like, all of his shots looked like he was, like, almost modeling in them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Which, like, looking far off into the distance. Got the, you know, I'm just like, come on. You know I right? say, I I'm with you. Say, I'm with you. It's kind of like a quarterback thing, man. It is. It's, it's it like is. A, a lot of quarterbacks do this. And like I say, it is what it is. Like, I ain't got – I don't hate on it or nothing. Like, that's what makes you happy. Cool. But, like, at the end of the day, man, like – you want to you want to be a football player, man. You got to produce on the field. If you produce on the field, you can do all that other stuff and take care of yourself. Right. You can, you, can, you ain't got to worry about taking pictures of yourself. They'll take pictures for you. Right. Yeah. So you think Tom Brady's worried about someone getting his photo? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, he'll be 23. He's 23 right now, I should say. He's got three years of eligibility left. Uh, <laughs> well, they got the freebie year this year. Remember, everyone got it to come back. He going to be like, uh, what's that dude that got drafted by the Browns out of Oklahoma State? Uh, <laughs> what is his name? Brandon Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, the old man. He's going to be the old like man. 28 going into the NFL. Yeah, before him, Florida State years ago, had a guy named Chris Winky that was the same way. It was like 26 or so when he got drafted, and it's uh, it's wild, man. I mean, I don't know. Have fun. It's football. It's your life. Do your thing, but uh, – uh, hopefully he sticks somewhere. I almost want him to go to like a group of five team, like stay away from the power five conferences, go to like a smaller school, you know, uh, go to an Akron, go to a, go to a UNLV, go to a Colorado state, go somewhere like that. Be the man, get, get, get your career going. Uh, stay away from the limelight. That's that, that would be my bad advice to him, which I think is good advice. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, at this point, you you need to go somewhere that's going to build you some confidence, you mm-hmm. know, because obviously, you know, your career hasn't been going the way you wanted it to go. So you need to go somewhere that's, you know, you can get you some good tape, throw for some crazy yards, throw for like 700 yards in the game or something like that. Right. That'll get you some hype. So, yeah, you, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. that might be where he ended up going anyways, you know? Yeah, you, you can't imagine Alabama and, and Clemson are lining up for services right now. So he, you're right. He might end up going to a place like that. And you know what? It might be the best thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Other news this week, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern signed a 10-year extension. Going to have Ooh. him in place through 2030s. The winningest coach they've ever had. National coach of the year this year. Big Ten coach of the year 2018. 46 years old. NFL teams were sniffing around and they wanted to lock him down, and it it looks like they did just that. You ever uh, you ever had a chance to shake his hand or anything after a game or talk to him? Or uh, I played Northwestern one time. I don't think I actually had a chance to talk to him or shake his hand. I I want to say maybe I I don't know if he recruited me or not. That's that's the part that kind of scares me. I don't I don't recall if he did or if he didn't. So I don't really have like a lot of. Uh, memories or anything with the guy. Yeah, good fit for them, man. He seems like you know when you when I think of Northwestern, I, Pat Fitzgerald. You know, like and I could see a day at some point, you know, thirty, forty years down the road, where instead of you know Ryan Field, where they play the games, it could be Ryan Field at Pat Fitzgerald Stadium. You know, like you know he, he's earned all he has, and it's good for the Big Ten, I think, too, to have a capable coach like that at a school at a program like Northwestern. That's not you know historically great right now he's definitely done a a tremendous job with them i mean every year you know they always are pretty good a pretty good team you know he's taken them to a a bunch of big 10 champions i think he went to like two in the past what three four years yeah so yeah he's definitely on the rise had the misfortune to run into ohio state yeah i mean that's his problem (laughs) (laughs) but he's definitely got the right stuff going i mean he definitely get them to play hard i mean for a minute I think this year for a minute they were they might have been beating us, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that yeah. game that, that was a nervous Big Ten championship game. Yeah, until Trey Sermon had the game he had, but yeah, he did. Was, yeah, he definitely the right guy for the job. I don't think anybody else could go in there and do uh too much better than what he's already doing. So he definitely deserved that that uh extension. Yeah, ten year deal, man. I need one of those in life. Here's ten years. Go get paid. He uh, <laughs> he also what he beat Auburn too in the in the in the, in the bowl game, right? So any any Big Ten coach should beat an SEC team in a bowl game. It has my immediate respect. But yeah, I mean Pat's one of those guys. I don't know anyone that has a bad thing to say about him. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah, good for him. Good for Pat. It's time for wax stories. You know what we do. Tyba shares an epic story from his days as a Buckeye, bringing you inside the nation's premier college football program. And after we we heard from Darren Lee, I'm afraid all the good wax stories are gone. <laughs> no, this one, <laughs> this one, this one is not. Uh, it's not a huge story. Like, it's a short story, but it actually involves D. Lee, so it was perfect. Very fitting. He was on the show. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is what happens. So after. You know, after we win the national championship, you know, me, me and D. Lee was we went on a a, a Twitter troll. They, they called us Twitter trolls. That's what they call. It. We was trolling. OK, yeah. And, and this is the only time that uh, Coach Meyer outside of Cardale. It's the only time Coach Meyer ever addressed the whole team about social media. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> this will be good. 
So <laughs> we, so this me and D Lee, like I said, we was, you know, I was, we was feeling good because we won the national championship. I was young, so please forgive me. I was young, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so we get up there, and I get on Twitter and I post a picture, and it has uh, Mar- Marcus Mariota, Amari Cooper, and uh, Melvin Gordon in it. Yep, <laughs> and I say. What does these three players have in common? <laughs> and I left it at that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't even gonna entertain it. No, I was just gonna put that up there. Just, just a little laugh. So D Lee, D Lee sees it. He says, "Oh, I know. Pick me." So I said, "What, what you got for?" And he goes on to talk about how, you know, they was overrated and they all eventually got beat by the Buckeyes. Ooh. So. I, Right. So, yeah, that that, that 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 second part's okay. I don't know if the first part you want to run with. So we uh we we and D Lee laughing all we ain't thinking <laughs> nothing of it. All right. So we get we get into the to Ohio State. We go into the TV. <laughs> Coach Meyer says in front of the whole team, hey, hold on, wait a minute. What, what's going on? Time is in there. Y'all, the, the social media stuff, it stops now. Y'all, y'all got to stop it. This Just like it. that, huh? Yeah. It, I, y'all is getting out of hand. And y'all need to stop what y'all doing right now. Y'all are being too disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. So me and D. Lee look at each other. And it was like, he, it was that serious look, though. So it was like, like he dead serious about this. So so me and D. Lee got in trouble for that, man. And me and D. Lee uh, eventually, we, uh, Stop! I think we got off Twitter for like a month or two. We do. It wasn't like he told us to do it. We just yeah, to, like we just gonna let the heat go past, and we just gonna stop being on Twitter for like a month or two. Smart. How, yeah, how do you th- how, how do you think that developed? Do you think it was uh, someone uh, you know in the in the office, maybe a football intern, even saying, uh, "Absolutely, coach, yeah. we, we might have a problem out here." They, right? they definitely monitor what we saying, but I, it wasn't I, Urban. I, it wasn't Urban that saw it first. Like, no. like I said, I, we didn't think nothing. Of, like we was just, well, just two two college kids having fun. Like we wasn't nothing. We didn't really mean nothing by it. Like I mean, it was the truth, but it wasn't. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't mean nothing by it. You know, yeah, the, I, I can see. Like, I can see. That's not who Coach Meyer wanted us to be. Like he always wanted us to respect our opponents and sure. you know, be be uh professional about things so I, I understood it yeah i can get with that i mean and and that need the, the- Cardell tweet about school. Those are the only two times he ever addressed the program about social media when you were there. That I can recall off the top of my head at this moment. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. I bet he was uh, not not thrilled. <laughs> Cardell tweet. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Cardell took some heat for that, but he had some other. When he was still at Ohio State later, he had some really good tweets. When no, the, Cardell he, Cardell actually he tweets out really good things. Like is and. and what the thing about Cardell is he don't he don't take no stuff. Like people think they no. can just say whatever to him and think that he ain't gonna say nothing. And for the most part, you know, he overlooks a lot of things, but it's just sometimes it's like I need to address this. I need to let this guy know like what it is. And I feel like that's kind of how a lot of like athletes are. Like a lot of people are really bold, like behind that keyboard, like behind yeah. the phone. They 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 feel like they can say whatever they want to say. And then if somebody responds back to it, like why it seems like we in the wrong, but like y'all feel like y'all can say whatever y'all want to say, but we can't say what we want to say to y'all. Yeah. And like that, that's not fair. Like, no, like I agree. It, it is with like if you come at me, like I got every right to come back at you. It's just like sometimes it'd be a lot of stuff you don't want to, you know, you just overlook it. 
or you don't want to like bring attention to them because a lot of times people do that just to get clout. Like they right. do that to for people to notice them, like to get their followers up or something like that. Like, hey, Tyrus responded to me. Look, type thing. So yeah, I, I think a lot of fans too think that you know, rightly or wrongly, they think that this guy makes ten million dollars a year. Part of that is having to listen to whatever I yell at him, whether it's courtside from the stands on social media, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think Russell Westbrook like got into it with. Somebody. He's had a couple problems with. <laughs> yeah. He so, doesn't yeah. play. Yeah. It's it's just like like why can't you just show us the respect? Like we don't say nothing crazy to y'all, so why y'all feel like y'all got to say something crazy to us? Like right, right, and I think something very similar to that too is like celebrities, where there's the trade off of you get to be famous and rich and be in movies, but. The other side of that is you got to have people popping out of bushes taking pictures of you when you're going to dinner. You know, it's like, yeah, see that I, I can see that become very annoying. Like, that's why a lot of celebrities be hiding they sales and whatnot. Like, I couldn't imagine. I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I didn't believe how real that was. This is a short side story that has nothing to do with, with Ohio State at all. I didn't understand how real that was until I went to the 49ers. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, me and my, I don't call him my friend. I call him my ex coworker. <laughs> my ex coworker Richard, Richard Sherman. We was out, and it was he was out with his wife, and I was out with my wife, and you know we was out like you know just kicking it with each other. And Sherm, when he goes out in public, he always wears a hood. And we in California. And I'm like, bro, it's like it's like 80 degrees. <laughs> like, why you got this hood on? Right. Yeah. He said, Tyrus, if I take this hood off, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a bunch of people that's going to stop me and ask me for autographs and pictures. Oh. And I said, I said, Sharon, that that's like, stop it. Like, don't nobody even know who you are like that, which that's a lie. So he said, all right, watch this. And he does it. He takes the hood off. And I swear it was like instant. Somebody walked up right away. Oh my God, can I get a picture with you? I said, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. And you know, he, he went to Stanford too. So a lot of people knew him from that even. Yeah, I was like, I, I was I felt so sorry. I was like, I, I apologize. I said, yeah. you know, when Sherman is a good spirit, he takes the picture, you know, he signs and stuff. Like, but like I know it's just this, you know, you to do that all the time. Like, you know, I'm out with my wife right. and my friends. Like, I just want to enjoy our time. Like, I don't want people to always come up and ask for pictures so i I get it yeah it's definitely a tough balance because you do want to have some time with your family and friends or whatnot but also a lot of guys you know rightly understand it without fans they're you know what are they right yeah you're right people we would be nothing without our fans so that's why like as for myself i always try to I always try to take my time to talk back to people. You know, people hit me up on Instagram or send me a direct message. And I, I try to respond to a lot of them because, like I said, a lot of people have questions and, like, they might be wanting answers. And who knows? Maybe I'll be the one to say something to somebody to inspire a change in their life or something like that. So I'm always looking to try to make a positive impact in somebody's life. What a good outlook, man. Thank you for doing that. Hey, it's time for going for three our weekly roast of the michigan wolverines they've had kind of a light week man there's not a ton to make fun of them <laughs> about this week but you know us we're gonna find something right <laughs> so what, what you got for us this <laughs> he just he just redid his staff you know he, he you know he got this he signed a contract uh a few I still weeks ago i can't get, believe it 
they gave him half price. <laughs> Uh, so he's back making half the money, and then he's got some sh- shakeup on his staff, man. Ed Warner, you know the guy. He's out as the offensive line coach up there. He fired it. It's one of those soft firings, I think, where they just kind of like, don't come back. You know, we're not going to renew your contract. It's not like pack your stuff and let me have security walk you out, I don't think. Wow. Right? You think Ed didn't try to come back to Ohio State? I don't know, man. I, I don't think so. I don't know, man. I, I I don't think that's feasible. I always thought Ed was a good offensive line coach. Not he a was. great, not a great offensive coordinator. That's kind of my head thought. I mean, I think he. Uh, what I found out is, I think he was the one behind the that was called in the plays our last season, right? Yeah, we talked about that Michigan State game and the you <laughs> yeah. know the, the offense in that one, but uh, yeah. So yeah, so Ed's out. Tight end coach Sharon Moore will move to the offensive line. You got uh, former Michigan wide receiver Ron Bellamy's on as the wide receiver coach now point out here he's got no college or pro coaching experience so i like to see that we talked uh last week about mike hart coming in as a running back coach guy that's never beaten ohio state and <laughs> trash when he played you know about 10 years before you got there uh mike mcdonald is the defensive coordinator now he's a guy that never played college football kind of started out at georgia as a grad assistant after he graduated from georgia he was on jim's brothers john's harbaugh's staff in baltimore uh, started as an intern there and worked his way up to linebacker coach. So that's their Look new defensive Check coordinator. Him out. Yeah, hard worker at least, right? We can say that. Yeah. Safety coach George Hilo. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. He was safety's coach at Colorado State. So that's a big jump and a big jump in pay for him. For sure. I know a guy. Actually, one of my um, closest friends in the NFL was a corner from Colorado State. So you probably know him. Good deal. Good deal. We'll have to ask him about him. And then uh, – Defensive back coach and co-defensive coordinator Maurice Linguist. He was previously an assistant head coach at Minnesota, so he's got some chops. Uh, they got some guys, you know, that may help. We'll see. Uh, Jay Harbaugh, coach's son, was extended in his contract as special teams coach. Always love to see coach's son on the staff because you always wonder if he's earned it or not. And I think that <laughs> right. I mean, you got to ask that question, right? And then Jim is going to retain himself uh, as quarterback coach. Why? We, we love that. We why we love it. Why? Love it. No, he's ruining kids' lives, man. <laughs> we need to stop doing that, man. He is. But this brings me back to what you mentioned. You know, a few times with Kerry Combs taking over. The age of COVID, man, is not when you want to try a lot of staff shakeup, is it? No, not really. Dep- I mean. I'm pretty sure they're going to go about the offseason differently this year because, I mean, obviously last year it was so sudden. So it was like, we just going to have to do this. We just got to cancel it. But I feel like now they'll have a way for them to, a little like, better. Yeah, like to actually practice and play maybe a spring game. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I think we're heading towards that. And, you know, it feels like things are improving slightly and, and, and we'll have a, maybe a more stable year this year. But, uh, yeah, new staff, same old stink. We'll see what uh, the Wolverines do. And especially like, I don't know, a lot of these guys don't have, they like to hire their guys that, you know, get Michigan, that understand the rivalries of Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State. And these are a lot of outsiders, you know, with the exception of Bellamy. Do you think that's a problem in the rivalry? Are you cool with that? I mean, because, I mean, look at a guy like Ryan Day. He, doesn't, he didn't get Ohio State, Michigan until he got here, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it definitely makes it better when the, the person played in it, for sure. I mean, like, that's from the school. I mean, that definitely adds to the fire, and they understand it. But 
you know, Ryan Day's done a great job of adapting it. I mean, he he understands that he better win that game. <laughs> That's the one, that. right? <laughs> he definitely, as long as you understand that, like, like, and if you don't, I'm pretty sure, like, like your peers will make sure you understand how important that game is. Like, yeah. Like, even if you ain't got no, don't know nothing about it, like you will for that week. <laughs> you know for that week for sure. Right. And you were a guy that was from Ohio, so you got it from the start. Do you remember some of your teammates though coming in from out of state where they take them a minute to kind of get how big a deal it was? Nah, because like I said, we was doing all the extra reps and stuff, so they kind of that hate started real early. Smart, <laughs> smart. I love it. Hey, welcome Michigan's new coaching staff. We hope uh, continued lack of success against Ohio State <laughs> is in your future. I just hope we get to play. I hope Ohio State gets to play Michigan this year, man. I still still hasn't quite sunk in that we got robbed of that last year. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a beautiful thing. We probably would have put up a hundred points, but oh man, they'd have roughed them up. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we'll, we'll see this upcoming year. You know, he, he he might only be coached because they didn't play Ohio State last year. Might be. I mean, it could have been that ugly. Definitely saved him. Thanks for joining us on this episode of No Cap. We had a blast with this one. Jason Priestess, Tyvis Powell, special guest Darren Lee this week. Pretty fun one. You know what? We definitely had a good time, man. Definitely some great insight from Darren Lee. D. Lee. Appreciate D. Lee for coming through and, you know, dropping that bomb on us, man. And He was great. Just good to uh, always talk about some Buckeye football and, you know, everything moving forward. You know, I hope everybody's still staying safe from COVID. Make sure this is my reminder because I haven't did it in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> You're this right. This my reminder to wear your mask, stay six feet, yep. and wash your hands. Love you all. Listen to Tyus, folks. Hey, we will see you next week.